0: Some things are not better left unsaid. I'm your co
1: host, Eshawn Burgundy. And I'm co host, Zara Hairston. From relationships to religion, let's discuss taboo topics. Transparently. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running.
0: Your mind is somewhere else. No, it's not. No, it is. It's not. Your mind is literally somewhere else. And we're live, and I'm telling everybody that your mind is somewhere else.
1: My mind is right in my head.
0: Look at you! Look at you! You all in your phone, I'm, and we trying to talk to people, and you in your phone. See, like you gotta to be in right this now. present
1: moment. I'm the gift in this present right now. Oh my god! Don't that make sense? I can't. You can.
0: I can't.
1: You literally can. There's nothing in you that can't. You pray.
0: Can't. Pray for my husband, y'all. All day, he's been telling me that he's fine and he's not. Something going on. And I know we all got a lot going on. Everybody dealing with stuff because of this pandemic. So, I definitely understand, you know, your mind being in a lot of different places. I don't have an issue with that. I have an issue when you tell me that you're fine when you're not.
1: Yeah, I'm good, though. I didn't ask you
0: if you were good. We're all good. Those that believe in God are good. Yeah. Or he going to turn everything into good. But I asked you,
1: what's going on? I didn't ask you, are you good? I mean, it's a lot going on. But, you know, you don't, I'm, I'm not in a position where I just want to divulge everything that's going through my head. You know, me, I'm a little different. So I need to process what I'm thinking, how I'm feeling before I say it. So, you know. And I, I give
0: you that space. All I ask is don't say I'm good when you're not.
1: But I am good, ultimately. I'm good. No,
0: but tell the truth, yo. Tell the truth. Say, you know what? God turns everything into good. I'm trying to work through some things in my mind right now because I'm dealing with a lot, but I'm trying to work through it. Just See, say me that. me saying I'm
1: good, that's a, That's like me holding everything together. That's like me declaring that. I'm declaring I'm good. But you know, no declarations
0: don't work if you don't... like the ultimate declaration that we always have to have with our relationship with god so is the truth I'm things
1: together.
0: it's just the truth I'm like the truth together. like that's i'm glad you said that cuz this is just how church religious churchy religious people act they think that they have feelings and emotions that they must deny in order to be faithful to nah, god
1: nah, see and i'm
0: not saying you're doing yeah. that okay. but i'm saying that yeah, this is that. what so many people do in the church yeah. this is what i was taught before i learned that it was error and i was going in a horrible you know mental health emotional health spiritual health state because you're taught suffer as a righteous person believe god you gotta have faith don't think like that, but the reality is we have emotions. God gave us emotions. That's a the fact. They are not from the devil, they are emotions we're given from by God. So That's fact. we go through things, and when we act like we're not hurting, we can't heal. When we act like something is not happening, we can't pinpoint what it is that we need to fix. Right. So, you know, it's okay to say. I'm struggling in this area right now. I'm a little frustrated, I'm a little stressed, however, I know that God will show me the way he'll do it, but you know I am dealing with this
1: but don't don't just act like it ain't there i'm just, a lot of times when I say that it's it's me saying that because i don't I'm not looking for an answer and I'm not looking for have you know I'm not trying to talk have a conversation about what I'm thinking. I say I'm good as just a blanket statement. You say you good as
0: a passive aggressiveness. I don't want to tell that, you because then you're really having I don't aggressive? want to tell you because then you have a response and I don't want to hear your response right now. No,
1: because I haven't sorted out what it is I'm going through. But that's I haven't, fine. I haven't made up my mind about anything. I haven't come to any conclusions. You know, I'm just having a moment. And it's so it's
0: fine to have a moment. What yeah. I'm saying to you is don't tell I don't want to be use such strong language, but don't lie to me. Don't say you're good and you're not. Your body language, your face, everything about your energy is not good at this moment. So what's another word? What I just said. I want you to say, babe, I'm struggling and dealing with some things. I want to talk to you about it, but I'm just not in a place to like really tell you what exactly it is because I'm st- still sorting through what it is. Because we go through things where we don't that. know what it is. Like yeah. I don't know why I'm upset Or I don't know why I'm depressed. Or I don't really know. I gotta really sit down and ask myself, like, what is really wrong with me? What is the thing? I learned that
1: from you. I I know, so I want you to
0: practice it. I just, I want, I don't want you to deny your feelings. I want you to just be like, "Yo, I'm dealing with this." But I know if I start just rambling, then we're gonna get in a conversation about something that it may not actually be. But you know what, babe? I appreciate you for loving me enough to pay attention to the fact that something is wrong because. Some people may not even notice that things are wrong. Thank you for that. When I know, I'll talk to you. But thank you for just giving me this time that I need right now while I while I figure it out. That, mm. I'm going to leave you alone. I ain't going to ask you nothing no more. I'm not the type that's going to keep... No, tell me, tell me, tell me. I'm not going to do that. That
1: sounds like a good husband response.
0: But I just want you to, you know... I want you to know that you are supported, but I can't support you if I don't know that there's an issue. Like... I don't know how to, I know how to pray for you from God about things that you won't tell me that God will tell me, but you want to get to a place in your marriage where your spouse is able to say, I'm dealing with this. So I can support you in that and pray for you in that. But if you keep saying you good all the time, then we just think we good until something fall apart. And then I thought we was good. Oh, my bad. I didn't tell you. N Z The whole alphabet?
1: The whole alphabet. Man. I think I would definitely let you know before we got the No, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> well, we got the B, C, D. I'm D. I'm I'm pretty sure I would give you details. We talk a lot. So, you know, we're not the type of married couple that just harbors all of these secrets and all this stuff from each other. Are we? Why are why you why, looking at me like that? Because you're looking at me like, are we? We are not the kind
0: of couple that does that, but you are the kind of person who harbors things. Maybe not necessarily secrets. I don't think I hope you don't. I don't think you keep like secrets from me like when you had the porn addiction and I nah. found out just like, whoa, really, bro? You addicted to this? We'll yeah, talk that about crazy. that in a future podcast, y'all. But um you harbor stuff.
1: I harbor things. Like you until just I, until you until let I, it just build and build and build. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Until I sort them out.
0: I can give you that. You have come to a place where now you will do it until you sort it out. But you used to didn't do that. So sometimes I get concerned about you because I don't know if you're doing it again. I'm like, are you doing it again? Because you can't get help that way. You you can't heal that way. You can't move forward. Like you can't, you know what I mean? Like it blocks so many things, especially when you're in a marriage and you're supposed to be one And then there's this back door that the other person got going on of things. It just, it, it disconnects you as a couple, you know what I'm saying? So I I want to know when you're struggling with something, even if it's something small, like, I want a piece of cake, and you won't let me have it because you said I have all the sugar, and now you tripping. And I really
1: listen. Want it. I ain't gonna have. I ain't gonna be having no <laughs> <laughs> mental breakdown.
0: <laughs> no, over
1: not being able to have some cake. So
0: you want a version of mental breakdown? Huh? No, no. You I'm said just that. saying,
1: but that's that's like what we're talking about when you say you know these issues I'm but harboring, and I'm trying to.
0: What I was saying is, no matter I'm how small having... or how big, I want to be there for you to support you through those things is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, but I'm just telling you something as small as cake will never be a big deal.
0: Oh, my gosh. No, it would be a big deal to you because you be trying to... Your sugar addiction is real. Don't be trying to get on here act like you ain't got a sugar addiction. No, nah, that's a fact. I be it's, having to check. No, baby, you're not getting that. That's a real We're thing. not eating that. And you literally, really get mad for a little bit and got to get yourself together. Like, yeah. I, I'm grown man. I can eat what I want. I can see that written on you your face. You don't say you do th- it,
1: but you, it's you know all on your about, face. When you do that, you know what I think about? Bill Cosby. Claire Huxtable, yep. yeah. I and think that's, about- I think
0: that's what helps you that helps be me. okay with it. Because if you ain't never seen him episodes of her checking him about his diet, you wouldn't listen to me. You wouldn't. You know what? You wouldn't.
1: That's a fact. Yep. I know it is. Because I would feel like I'm making my own decision. I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. If I want to eat something, I'm going to eat something. And I see that on your face. But looking at them episodes, The Cosby Show, love The Cosby Show, man.
0: You'll get a flashback. Love The Cosby, the Cosby Show. The Cosby Show, and then you'll you'll deal with yourself and listen. They and always put the help back. put
1: things into perspective um, in a responsible way and in a, a, a caring and a loving way. So when I saw her doing that, even though I'm like, man, let, let Cliff have that hoagie. Let him have that cheesesteak. I, I I double back and I think, you know, she's like literally just caring for him, you know. And, you know, knowing what I know now as an adult, I know that those things can literally have a big impact on your health. One hoagie can send your blood pressure through the roof, you know. Mm-hmm. So it can have a major impact. Um, even me, if, if I start eating like um, donuts... Mm -hmm. or muffins, Mm -hmm. I start feeling it in my body. Like, Mm -hmm. if I do it two days in a row, I Mm -hmm. feel it, and it don't feel good.
0: Because the doctors have told him he is pre-diabetic.
1: Pre-diabetic.
0: And so, um, you know, he got to be careful. So when
1: he's... But that was a minute ago, though. It doesn't matter. My health is not where it was before. My health is a lot better now. It doesn't matter, baby. But the thing is, you can go back...
0: it, right. If that was a condition that they say can be a problem for you, if you don't stop here and start doing this, you don't stop and then say, I'm going to go back now. And then I'll stop again. And I'm going to go, you can't you do that. I'll be
1: doing that, though. I'll be like, that. listen, I ain't you had do that. a muffin
0: in yeah, three weeks can't. or a month. And, and, be and like, it'd be a fight. Cause let me and all just I'm treat doing myself. is trying to care for you the same way I'm trying to right now. What's going on with you? Your countenance is low. You're walking around, your face. Your energy, your vibe is just not how you normally are. That, when somebody loves someone, they shouldn't be able to pay attention to that. Like, if you love me, if you see me walking around like that and you don't ask me what's wrong.
1: Oh, you already know. That's a problem.
0: I'm going to be like, after a while, I'm going to start to feel neglected. Like, dang, you don't even notice that I'm unhappy. Right. That's a problem in marriage. So I need to be able to see that.
1: If yeah, I no, when I, I stop that. seeing
0: that, you need to be worried. When I don't see it no more, then I nah, then you I should that. then you should start being I concerned.
1: I thank you for that.
0: But anyway, Let's this all what brings we, us yeah. to
1: what we You about know,
0: today? women working in this whole thread of we talked about the last podcast. Um, how in episode two? How if you don't fix patterns in your marriage? They never get resolved. Like, they show up. And here we are with this situation again where I'm trying to, like, get through to you about something that you're like, I want to do this on my own. Let me handle this on my own. I don't want nobody to help me feel better. Kind of nah, macho, not what I'm egotistical. It can come across like that. Yeah. I know you might not mean that, but it can come way, across that yeah. way. Go ahead. And we there was a time in our marriage where we dealt with that with um, me working. Now, we both decided (laughs) life was so different before we had kids. We were so (laughs) (laughs) excuse me, y'all. I got this really bad cough, and I really don't know what's going on. And I no, it ain't no COVID.
1: It ain't COVID.
0: Um, so. We were very naive before we had children about parenting. Oh, man. I mean, you swear you know how it's going to be until you actually have kids. And then don't go ahead and For add real. multiple kids to the equation.
1: For real. So I thought we I, had I had this thing figured out. Like, oh, this is going to be a breeze. Yeah,
0: we got this. <laughs> so we thought that when we had kids, it was just we had the plan laid out. I'm going to be home. You're going to work, do music, and we're going to be all good. And life. They didn't work out like that. Um, not at all. We had our first child, and then I found that I was pregnant eleven months later, yeah. and then we had Kenzie. Um, but two years really, later. the first two children is when we dealt with this whole thing of working.
1: Yeah, and um, you were fine with not working.
0: We had agreed that I would be home with the kids. Right, like our agreement was as long as they're like breastfeeding and they can't talk. I need to be home with them right. because if they can't talk, then they can't tell me that somebody may be touching them or something is going on wrong. And me being molested, whether I was molested or not, that was important to me. Like, I need my children to be able to verbally communicate with me that something is wrong. That's a fact. When you're a baby, you can't do that. And then also, I wanted to breastfeed for about two years. And so, we have both agreed, I'm going to stay home.
1: Yes, we After did. After
0: we had Harlem... I was home. I stayed home. But when I got pregnant with Ever, yeah. we got... Um,
1: <laughs> Is that, that when our car got taken?
0: I was just about to bring that up. But before car? that, because I was working, I was on the way I was going to work. I was pregnant with her, belly big. like. Yeah. But I went to work, y'all. I got a job at Dunkin' Donuts.
1: Dunkin' Donuts.
0: I have a bachelor's degree from Temple University, highly educated not saying it's anything like pe- that. People work at Dunkin' Donuts or Nothing fast food places are not educated because I was working there and I'm one of them. But the point that I'm making is I couldn't get a job fast enough, and my belly was so big, nobody was willing to hire me in corporate America because they're like, "Girl, you got a belly. You gonna try to get a job and you are about to be out. Like, why yeah. would we hire you?" But money was so tight, like our plan had fell apart. It did. And every we thought that we was we could still live a certain lifestyle and only have one income on that. Yeah. And it didn't turn out that way. And so my husband was like, N- "No, he probably he gonna say he don't remember this, but you did not want me to. You were like, no, this I is didn't. what we agreed on.' And you're not like you're not. I don't want you working.
1: Yeah, no, I agree.
0: I I, I know that.
1: I didn't want you to work. I felt good about you not having to work.
0: Even so in, Evo, in us
1: little ego suffering in there. yeah like it... even even suffering feeling good that I was still bringing in enough to at least make ends meet mm-hmm. but you know we we didn't have that uh that extra
0: yeah
1: and even and, and and even with the ends meeting you know we were still late on some things here Yeah. there, yeah so we just didn't have that extra you know to be able to do things because things were still being late mm-hmm. Like we still had you know bills overlapping and um you know
0: well i handled the budget back then so i'm gonna just tell you right now i made it look a lot better than it was we did not have enough yeah we never had enough i was just very strategic at payment arrangements you know what i mean but we never had enough it was never enough god provided and and helped us but we enough to me is this is your expenses every month, and this is your income, and that income meets the expenses. That's enough. That income was not meeting the expenses, so we never had enough.
1: Well, thanks for telling me now, 10 years later. No, I, we, we've had this discussion,
0: and we had the discussion when I said, hey, I'm going to have to go and get a job because I, we, I can't do this. Yeah. And we got into arguments. That
1: fateful day.
0: We got into arguments over that. And I don't know what happened that made you finally just be okay with me getting the job at Dunkin' Donuts because you were like a totally against me working at all, especially when I was that pregnant. You were
1: like, what are you like doing? Well, let's get into that. Let's talk about- We like, in it. Let's, we in it. Yeah. Let's talk about like why that's a thing in in our culture. Um... We think we 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 tend to believe that, you know, if 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 we are in a position to provide for our entire family, like we feel like we're supposed to be in that position. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Bible tells we us. We as who? Me, we as men as, men, as believers in the Most as High. Male believers, male believers in the mm-hmm. Most High. We believe that we should, you know, be able to provide for our, our families. Mm-hmm. Um, the Scripture says, you know, He does not. Able to provide is worse than an infidel. Mm-hmm. like if you can't provide for your family, mm-hmm. I forget the exact scripture. Um, but with that type of mindset, you always want to be in a position to provide for your family, and you don't want anything hold to on, come hold in on, between. Hold on.
0: That. I'm gonna stop you because you're trying to get all extra religious. But let's just say what it really was. I'm gonna tell everybody what it really was. Why you had so much pride and ego about not wanting me to work. You know what it is. I'm listening. You know what it is. I'm
1: listening. Transparency, the podcast with Ishan and Zara.
0: Visit transparencythepodcast.com or follow us on Instagram at transparencythepodcast for more information plus recent updates. Because my mother told you that I'm the one with the degree um, and I'm going to be the breadwinner. She said that. And no, that. Those are the facts. That was the breakdown of our relationship because that was highly disrespectful to you and um she didn't say it to you yeah, but she, she said, said it, it to, to me you. and then we had a conversation cuz when she it said up. it to me it broke my heart that she would speak like that cuz i thought it was divisive i thought it was very divisive to say something like that to me as a new wife i actually were we married yet yeah we were married and i was pregnant with harlem um and my belly was like big and i remember sitting down talking to her we wasn't even talking about you or anything. And I'm like, just be happy that I'm having your grandchild. Like, you know, I know you don't really necessarily like who I chose. Uh, that's that's been made clear. And I understand that. Um, but it it's it's, ha- it's like it's like it's too late now. We're married and we're having a baby, and I was you know trying to spend some time with her, and you just came up and she started just joking. It was like you're gonna be the breadwinner anyway because you're the one with degree. He doesn't have a degree, and mm. she really thought. And, you know, that, you know, having a college degree equates to having high level income. But if you ask a large percentage of America, just because you have a degree doesn't mean that you are going to do well financially. And that's what I tried to explain to her. But the conversation went south. And that's why it's never really been. um, We've never been in a position to just have peace in that relationship because she couldn't respect that boundary that should be set between husband and wife and parent and their adult children. And for a reason just and like so this. And so that is what happened to you. Yeah. When, that, when you found that out,
1: you wanted to prove her wrong. That's right. When, when, when you said that to me, when you told me she said that, that right there just, it blew my mind.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. one, I didn't think she felt like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Two... I felt like, man, she could be right. Mm -hmm. And so where does that put me? What Mm -hmm. value do I bring to this relationship Mm -hmm. if I'm not going to be the breadwinner? Mm -hmm. Because again, we're taught we need to be Mm -hmm. the breadwinners Mm -hmm. alone. Mm -hmm. And I always wanted to be in a position where I can cover everything no matter what happens, Mm -hmm. whether you get pregnant whether you need to leave um, work for any reason, I'm holding it down with stability, mm-hmm. you know? And so, yeah, I was really hurt when she said that. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to prove her wrong with mm-hmm. every, uh, every
0: every fiber, fiber of in my, my being. being. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Um, I think that's what happens in a lot of relationships, family or friends or people who say things, a lot of times you don't understand they're planting a seed in the mind of you. Like if they don't necessarily, they're not okay with that relationship. You have to be careful when they speak because they are normally trying to persuade you against that person. And I'm not trying to say that um, when some, when family or friends tell you about somebody and it's, you know, like a negative thing that they're always wrong some people are unhealthy for you. Like if somebody beating you up, abusing you and people are trying to help you, I'm not saying stop listening to them. But what I am saying is just be mindful that when people are speaking to you about your marriage, they're speaking into your marriage. And so if, if they're not going to be able to speak into that, that covenant with God in a way that is going to glorify God, then you wanna watch your engagement and influence and, and relationship and time spent with them. Right. Because I had come to a place where I knew this is not gonna be good for us. I can't, you can't say these things about my husband and think we're all gonna just right. be okay.
1: Because something's gonna grow from that.
0: It did. It ain't so, it did. Multiple things grew from that, including you. Breaking down our relationship from wanting me to work to h- contribute to the household so you could prove her wrong. Yeah. And not knowing that that's what you were doing at that time. We later realized wow, this is why you're, you know, not obsessed, but so like bent on like, no, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. It was this thing and like. The
1: problem and the issue with that was the fact that I was so bent on doing it and I didn't even know what I was doing. <laughs> You know, I'm like I'm I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm bent.
0: That's so true.
1: I'm bent, like, like literally. I'm gonna do this, I'm <laughs> gonna figure it out with literally no <laughs>
0: I'm sorry, y'all. I don't have COVID. It's just oh my throat really hurts though. You don't I'm miss
1: nervous. COVID thing.
0: But go ahead, my bad.
1: You ain't got no COVID. That's for sure.
0: What if I caught it out and about being out? Who's
1: throwing it? You know what? I can't with you. That's the first thing you gotta do. Who out there throwing COVID around so people can catch
0: it? You coming home from work. What they out there throwing? They told me that some girl was giving you some candy. Make me go up there giving my husband candy. She's giving you candy for it.
1: First of all, she wasn't a girl. She was probably 50 something years old and she was giving everybody candy.
0: Oh, she just giving goodies out to everybody. That's the kind of <laughs> woman she is?
1: Yeah, she was singing Sierra song too while she was I'm doing joking. It. That's the
0: no, part. but my daughter came and told me, Mom. Some woman gave dad candy. Why is she giving dad candy? And, and, I, was, I, exp- and, and I knew I, she was going to do that. I, I knew you would explain, but I knew it was probably an old lady. Because ain't, no, <laughs> ain't no young girl just giving you candy every time you go to work. So I was just like, <laughs> see, there go <gonna> again, Corona.
1: <laughs> Baby, don't even play like that. I know,
0: that I'm going to no stop play. playing. But anyway, back to the point. You were saying that you were so bent on it because...
1: Yeah, I was so bent on it, and I didn't know how to do it. I had no clue. So I ended up making a whole lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: what were some of those mistakes, you think? Because you know people will be wanting details.
1: Some of the mistakes was, you know, I think one of the main mistakes is not having a plan. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a plan how I was going to do this. Mm-hmm. How I was going to pull off this um, magnificent feat mm-hmm. of providing for my family with with one income mm-hmm. or just me working, um, I didn't know how. I had never done it before.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I had just learned what, how to. You, two I years, don't even
0: know if you had even learned how to
1: a year handle prior, your own finances. Right, so it's right. like a how year you gonna... before that, I had just went and got. Three jobs and committed Mm -hmm. to working a job. Because before that, Mm -hmm. I was just committed to being an artist. Mm -hmm. So I was always broke. you know.
0: I know. We dated during those times. And I paid for Yeah, you know. I was
1: just focused on being an artist. And I was never trying to make money. I would leave my job to just make beats. Mm -hmm. I would give people my hours. Like, yo, you want to work work my shift? I'm going to go home and make beats. I was just really... Detached mm-hmm. from reality. <laughs> reality. I wanted to be an artist so bad, I didn't think about being a man. Mm-hmm. And so here I am, just got married. And before I got married, I went and got three jobs. And I was like, man, I'm about to get focused. I'm never going to be broke again. And so I started taking care of my responsibilities and just being a stand-up guy, one who, who, who who's active in the workplace. And then that's when you came back in my life. And the transition happened. Mm-hmm. And we got married and then we uh became parents. No. Immediately.
0: No, we didn't well, we didn't get married and become parents. We became parents and then we got married. I know Harlan wasn't born yet, but I got pregnant before we yeah, got we married and therein but we got people that don't know the story. That's so we're gonna find ourselves having to recap things because people will say things for new listeners and they're like, What is what do they mean? Yeah. So I got pregnant out of wedlock, and then we became parents because there's a baby inside and she was born after we got married at the Justice of Peace. But still, but that I think is what sped everything up because now yeah. if it was just me and you, I don't think a lot of the, the problem, you know what, maybe it was a good thing it happened that way because I was going to say maybe if we didn't get pregnant before wetlock, a lot of those problems wouldn't have happened because I would have been working and you wouldn't have been working and it wouldn't have been a problem because ain't no kids. We could both go to work and have two incomes and chill and go on vacation. But when the baby came and now got to be home and we got one income, but I, I think it was good that it happened because it helped us become the couple that we are today. It helped. I wouldn't have known that problem was there if it had not have been for us having to live life in that way. Like, I would have known you thought that way. Because it I mean, wouldn't have been no reason. I would other ways, though. But it wouldn't have been no reason to because there's no, I can work. You would want me to work. <laughs> you would want me to stay home, too, even yes. if there's no kids? Yes. Are you serious? Yeah. If we had no children and we were newly married, you would still want me to have, to have stayed home at that time?
1: Yep. Yeah. Let me read this real quick. So, there's a scripture in Titus where Paul is pretty much giving a rundown to Titus. On how, um, how to train up a woman, I guess, you know, um, how women should be training up women. Um, but it says in Titus 2, 4 through 5, And so train the young women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind and submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may be reviled, R- rivaled. That mentality, working from home, mm-hmm. that mentality is kind of seared or was seared mm-hmm. in my mind because I learned that at a young age mm-hmm. in church mm-hmm. that the woman should not ha- have to mm-hmm. provide.
0: Right. That
1: she should be in a position where she's mm-hmm. working from home, working on the home, mm-hmm. the children, and all of that. Mm-hmm. So that was my mentality. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until later on when I realized. The Proverbs 31 woman, mm-hmm. she's like yeah, this businesses. This, Go girl. Right. She's like this Renaissance woman mm-hmm. who did everything. Mm-hmm. But I think the the immediate thought that comes to everybody's mind is that. You know what I mean? Especially for mm-hmm. men. Like, no, you wanna be the breadwinner. Your wife should be at home holding down the home. She shouldn't have to worry about working and holding down the home as well. She
0: shouldn't unless she has to. Right. Now that's That's what brings us to, you know, where we are in this discussion. If she, if the income and the expenses match or the income exceeds the expenses for your home, it's not a discussion. Like, yeah, if she can choose whether, you know what I mean? But in today's society, the way that the world is built against the family, against marriage, Against educating children properly, the way God wanted it done, like homeschooling, all these kind of different things. You have your kids that's with people for eight hours a day, you seeing them for one hour. You know, like the society is built against the family in the way that God made it. And that's so right. you have times and seasons where the income and the expenses won't match. And we can't tell the woman, no. You staying home. I don't care if we about to get evicted and you could go get a job and work part-time and help us stay from being evicted. No, that's a reasonable conversation to say, hey, I think for a little, we, look, we've tried to cut back. We have downsized. We have done all these different steps and we're still not meeting what we need to meet. We have these unexpected things. I think I should go to back, go back to work for a little while. How can I still make sure that the kids are safe? You know, home is still taken care of, but still contribute to this issue. And that's the thing. Once you came home, that's what my thing was. Let me just get a little part-time job. When you off, you can be with the kids for a little while. I'll just go part-time, get what we need. And that's what I did at Good Old Faithful Dunkin' Donuts. And my big <laughs> I belly. Feel bad though, I know you felt very your bad. Your big belly. You're pregnant. Yeah.
1: You gotta go to work and yeah. then you come home and yeah. you're cooking. And you're yeah. cleaning mm-hmm. and you're holding down. The, the. But
0: the only reason why I was doing that back baby. then is because you weren't in a place then where you were okay with helping me as much. You know what I'm saying? Like you thought I needed to make sure I cooked and you ain't really do the dishes. That was my job too. But that's when you learn, hey, I shouldn't have to come home and cook and do dishes. You're home and I got to go do so can you go ahead and take care of that? And we fought about that, but then we came to an understanding, and we developed a rhythm you like had to
1: step up, yeah
0: look, we have to work together, we gotta help each other,
1: even to the point where we had a friend of mine come to the house this was a few this years was, later, yeah,
0: about two, three years later, about yeah, three, two, three years later,
1: yeah, and a friend of mine come to the house <laughs> to shoot a music video, and he was staying at our house mm-hmm. while he was in town mm-hmm. and I don't know if he was in a bathroom or he was in another room or something. But when he came out, I was in the kitchen, doing dishes.
0: And I was like laying down for the. I had made
1: dinner. Right.
0: Took care of every you know the guest, and then I went and laid down.
1: And tag and team, guy, you
0: got the dishes.
1: And this guy's like, let's say like, you doing dishes. Mm-hmm. You doing it? like he was surprised to see me doing the dishes because mm-hmm. that's not something that he did right in his home.
0: It was like, ain't that her job?
1: Right. Right, and so that shows you the mindset
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, of a lot of, quote-unquote, men and believers.
0: And the thing about that that I don't understand is when you see Yeshua, again, if you haven't heard, Yeshua is the Hebrew name for Jesus. Jesus is the Greek version of the name. Yeshua is the Hebrew version. You
1: know, Jesus is the English translation.
0: Je- well, it's the English translation of the of the word. But um, for the people that don't know, because they go, who Yeshua? So, Yeshua, the way he treated women, if you just look at his interactions with women, the way he treated them, how, how just kind he was with most of them. Because, you know, he had the, the other world, the girl like, oh, Yeshua, help us. And he's like, you don't get the, my crumbs, whatever he said to her. He's, people are like, dang, Yeshua he's real like.
1: Well, when he called her a dog?
0: Yeah, he nah. called her a dog. But yes. he wasn't, it, he wasn't, it, what I'm saying is that's different than when he talked to like the woman at the well, the way he might've talked to, you know, cause he had hard conversations with his mom and stuff too. When they was like, yo, come out here we trying to get you. I'm with my family, my family who hearing me right now, like yeah. stop playing, you're playing like you're trying to manipulate me. Stop. I see what you're doing. So he had a hard conversation, but for the most part, when he talked to women, it was a certain, um, like gentleness. a certain gentleness, a certain servanthood. You know what I mean? And we read those things about him and then get surprised when the the wife asks you to wash some dishes. Like, you know, like leadership is not just this dominant control freak mentality. And I talk about that in my book, Dying to Submit, on the proper way that submission should be in marriage. We argued about that. My husband didn't want me to release that book too. Y'all, we got so many stories for y'all. <laughs> I just released, I wrote that book in 2011. I just released it recently because we finally came to an agreement that I, quote unquote, could do it. Because before, we chose not
1: to do it before. Another story. She chose not to do Another, it before. Bec- I, chose, I wasn't in agreement. I chose not I'd to do it because me, you
0: weren't in agreement. Out of
1: respect for me not being right. in agreement, she didn't do it. Right.
0: Because but I'm never. Let's make it
1: clear. I didn't I'm say never, you can't
0: do You it. never said I couldn't, but you your disagreement with me putting it out said that to me
1: my response to it, yeah,
0: and I'm never gonna just go and do something and you're we're not in agreement about it because I, I don't feel that. like God will bless it right because the word talks about the fact that like for husbands i don't I don't know if it says it for wives, but for husbands like if you have these certain issues with your wife you're you won't be blessed because of that. I, I, I forget what the scripture is, but it's in there, and I'll bring it up next time. Hopefully, I can remember. Yeah, it. no,
1: the, the scripture it, is husband loves your love your wives as um, Christ loved the church, and something something something. It talks about all your so your prayers won't be hindered. Yeah, yeah, something
0: like that. So like I know that that was towards husbands. Like your prayers would be hindered when you're not loving your wife the right way. Right. I didn't. I don't. Haven't read anything where God says wife if you do this your prayer is gonna be hindered because you know what I mean I don't hear that about the wives but I still just felt like how dare I be in a a union with somebody who's in disagreement and I just go do it anyway I just didn't feel right doing that I didn't feel like God's hand could be on it he could bless it especially since it's about marriage so I didn't do it um You know, you felt differently about certain things and you went and did them, but I didn't do it. And so I just released the book, y'all. It's out. It's old, but it's new. It ain't old. It's old because I wrote it in 2011, 12, but it's new because I just put it in paperback edition. So y'all can check that out about submission and stuff like that. But um, back to what we were talking about, if we, we look at Yeshua and the way he loved... I don't understand how men get it construed that helping their wives is not godly or something.
1: Because we're taught we're supposed to be the authority and we're taught that we're supposed to be served.
0: And I talk about that in my book, Dying to Submit, what authority truly is. Authority is not bossing people around.
1: It's really not.
0: So where y'all getting that from?
1: Because they've been taught by a bunch of people who didn't understand that. See, people, they forget. When when Yahshua when says to love your wives, um, or when yes. when when the scripture says to love your wives like loved Christ the loved mm-hmm. the church, we forget what that means. Mm-hmm. We don't even, like a lot of times, we don't even have a clear understanding or definition on what love is.
0: But I'm just saying, so, where do most men get that authority means do what I say and end of story and don't challenge me on it? Where where is that in the it, scripture anywhere? It comes anywhere? from
1: this overly. Um, I just think it's it's just this it's, it's this mentality that women are beneath. Mm. Women are not at our sides. Mm-hmm. Women are not equal. Mm-hmm. They're beneath, right. and they're meant to be controlled. And it, mm. and 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 it's probably ancient because you know we it see is. we we see it displayed in the scriptures where. You know, men have like multiple wives. Mm-hmm. So, that to me, it just shows that wives are something that was probably considered in the mind of a man to be disposable.
0: And you read certain scripture stories and they say, oh, it was this many people here. And you find out when you study that didn't count women and they children. Didn't count like women. you didn't even count.
1: Right. Now, right. again,
0: these are men doing these things, not God doing these things. This is what men are saying. Right. Oh, they didn't count. But, if you really get to know God and you really dig deeper and you really study you understand like met how how powerful a woman is how like how much value like how incredible God has the made the woman gift, to be
1: the greatest gift to mankind is a woman the greatest say, say gift that again. to Say it again say the greatest again. gift to mankind <laughs> is a woman the greatest why? gift to the world why? to civilization why? is a woman why
0: do you think that
1: because you guys are the nucleus that holds everything together you are the the um the thermostat that sets the temperature for everything Dang. like you know people say that
0: quote somebody said that we were talking about if you want to know if you want to see how the demonstration of love that God gives, look at a woman or something like that. Like oh, that yeah. a woman loves like just how yeah. God loves. Like, yeah. and a man doesn't do that.
1: Yeah.
0: Who's, it was a quote. I would, man, I wish I could remember I mean, that quote.
1: Y'all commitment, y'all determination, y'all selflessness. A man can never, we a could never.
0: A man has to learn.
1: Yeah, a but we can has, never do it on that level. You can level. never
0: do it on that level. I do agree. But I think when you get a good godly woman, she helps you learn to be more like that.
1: You bring it out. Yeah, we bring it out. You know what thing. I'm saying? Yeah. And that's... But but so we're talking about a society that mm-hmm. doesn't encourage yeah. that type of thinking, a society yeah. that's against that type of thinking. Yeah. And, you know, the man always has to be on top. Mm-hmm. And so... So, therefore, you're going to have people who think that way, who believe but that they have to another us- good usurp quote. or assert themselves in their home and mm-hmm. demand. I always, th- that, that to me really does not make sense. If you got to keep putting your foot down, you got to keep demanding respect from your family, I feel like you're not worthy of it. That's why you mm-hmm. got to try to take it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's that's that, that reminds me of somebody in the street that they can't afford something for themselves, so they feel they gotta they gotta take mm-hmm. somebody else's. I'm gonna mm-hmm. take your car because I can't get my own. Mm-hmm. And that's a coward to me.
0: Yeah, because when you're worthy of respect, you don't have to demand you don't. it. It will want to be given to you. Like, but you don't. back to what you were saying about the man want to be on the top. That's that quote of the man is the head. God he does is. say the man is the head.
1: He absolutely and is. he don't
0: say this in the scripture. But it's true that the woman is the neck. And the head don't turn without the neck. Like, yeah. you literally can't see what you need to see from different angles without the neck. That's right. Same thing with the woman. Yes, you are the head, but I'm the neck. I help you see. You look. I need you to look this way. I need you to turn this way. I need right. you to... You're, you're missing this. Like, that is what helps you right. lead... Well, lead better. So you were just better. talking
1: about Yeshua.
0: Hey, enjoying this free podcast?
1: Want to support your hosts?
0: Go to transparencythepodcast dot com slash support to find out how.
1: Yeshua, Yeshua. Um, you were just talking about him a minute ago, and that's the the example of a great leader, great. Mm. Headship, Mm -hmm. because he made it so easy for people to follow behind him.
0: Oh my God! Because he
1: led with love, he had authority. He made sure he carried himself deserving of respect. He was he was firm, firm, but it was a it wasn't a
0: firm that was like uh, disrespectful to to humanity. It was one that
1: you wanted to submit to. He led in the way that you wanted to submit. And I think for men, that's the challenge. Leading in the way that your family, your wife, mm-hmm. your, you know, people who are working for you, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever the context is, mm-hmm. you lead in a way where the people that are under you or working with you mm-hmm. want to submit to your authority and not you having to demand it. And, and take that's it.
0: the thing, because Yeshua ain't never demanded me to love him. Look, I'll accept before you life and death which one you want oh I'm gonna choose you and then we rocking and then the love just the how God has y'all could like tear up now because like how God has loved me so well it's like what can I do for you like what can I do what do you want me to do and that's how it is in marriage when you're loving each other Marilo, Lo. Oh, I miss Marty. He had the best quote ever. He what said, When a... two people put each other first, Nobody you never come second. second. Yeah. So if you put me first and I put you first, we never come second. That's a fact. And that's true. When you're when you're serving each other and you're helping each other, you know, forget about oh, women should never work. Oh, men should always do the di-. No. What do we need to do to help each other solve this problem? Right. Like the this is the problem how do we with your assets my assets your strengths your strengths how do we come together serve each other so that we we nail this problem That's a fact. i think people focus so much on tradition and how it's always been and how it needs to be and how my mother said and my father and my uncle and my church and my pastor said that you try to institute and enforce things in your marriage that god never said had to be that way right now god says yes the man is the head but he never said so everything he says goes. He never said right. that. Right. So that's what I mean. Now, yes, he's the head, but when we come, we have a certain type of respect for the leadership. This is the driving force. But then we have a respect for the neck. Like I say, the head can't do absolutely nothing without the neck. Take your neck away and put your head on your shoulders. I'm trying to figure out what, what you doing. Where you going? Oh, it's a wrap. You're not gonna be able to. You can't. You're so it's like to too much you're one. So you can't do nothing without each other. There's no. I'm beneath you just because a man is the head, positionally doesn't mean the woman is beneath the man, from a human standpoint. Right. Like you're less of a human. No, that's just the positioning that God has. Just yeah. like we are the parents and the children are the children, but we still respect our children. Yes, on the in the positioning they are under us, but from a loving standpoint, we it's it's equality in our home. I don't treat you less than a human because you're the you child. Swear. And I know a lot of parents do that. You know what I mean? I've experienced that where I have to, you know, I'm being disrespectful or I'm not being loving because I won't just do what you want me to do. Like I'm less than, I don't have a voice because you're the parent. That's not, that's not godly. You know what I'm saying? So when we talk about women working and men not wanting them to, and we didn't even get to tell our whole story because we got to get ready to wrap it up. But, um, mm-hmm. it's not about. Doing what tradition
1: says, but you know what? The odd thing about this whole idea is that when we look at back in the day, mm-hmm. traditionally, I mean, I mean, for black women, mm-hmm. you know, I think white women before the industrial revolution, I think they pretty much stayed home. Mm-hmm. And then the Industrial Revolution thing switched from handmade stuff to mm. machine stuff. So they started going to work. Um, but for black women, black women were, were, were always working. And that's always. what I'm
0: saying. Like people list, probably listening to us, like, girl, y'all had an argument about that? I had to work. It wasn't no time to have an no argument. Are you serious? Right. Like, so most black women, that's not their experience, right. that they have the choice. To right. stay home, like it, this is no, this is no choice. This this conversation y'all are having is comical because I never even <laughs> had that choice. There are people that are listening to this saying that I believe, and it. we were so deep in debt. It, it's a, it was only God that helped us when I did stay home. Like it was only God. Like people would send money or something would happen yeah. or, and it would just work. But we we still n- lived in lack. We were just we didn't live in abundance, and um. That's just what it was, but most yeah, like you said, most black women
1: that ain't no thing. Look, and, and and still that mentality still mm-hmm. exists though. That's the no, thing no, no, that's no, strange yeah. because mm-hmm. for a lot of men, that is still the the mentality. you know, like we we feel a sense of pride when we're able to say, "Oh yeah, oh, uh, my wife yeah. don't work." Yeah, you know, I've had that conversation before. People have said it to me, and mm-hmm. you just see them kind of you know. And I
0: think you should. I think that a man. Who it's definitely, pays for everything uh, yeah. financially, that is um, honorable. I think right. that's honorable. Right. But I think it's even more honorable when he loves his family the same way. Like, I love and serve y'all. I don't just, because people could pay for everything and they are a train wreck to live with. Yeah, you pay for everything, but you disrespectful. I'm lonely. The kids don't like you. We hate when you come home from work. Like, no, our kids run to you when you come home. Daddy! Like, you know what I mean? But it's some men that provide, but nobody wants to be around them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's nice, but I think it is honorable. You know, aim for that. I think ultimately that is... That is I think the model that God has set is what's best for the home. I think it is best that the woman has the luxury of being able to stay home and train up her children and, you know, take care of home. Yeah. But what I'm saying is biblical times is different than 2020 and the cost of living sometimes pushes people into having to say, Hey, seasonally I may have to do this or, you know, temporarily or just part-time or even if it is full-time, like you just have, some t- I mean, exhaust every possible opportunity that you can do to be home with your children as much as you can, especially when they're young, because that's when they need you most. Every opportunity. But don't feel guilty if it's like, I have to do this in order to take care of them. Like, yeah.
1: No, I, I, I agree. And um, let me clarify so I don't come across on this thing like I'm bashing men for wanting to <laughs> be in a place like that. where they cover everything. They cover all the expenses for their family and their wife doesn't have to work. That's definitely the goal. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not a goal that should be um well not, not necessarily a goal, but it's it's not something that should be embraced prematurely. Mm-hmm. And I think that was my issue. I was pre, i was premature in my mindset. I wanted that to be the case, but it really wasn't. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to cover everything, and my wife didn't have to work, and mm-hmm. and I—I I, I can help my wife fund her own dreams mm-hmm. and on all that stuff. I wanted that to be the case, but it was just premature. Yeah. And so, because it was premature, and I wasn't in a position to execute that properly, mm-hmm. I caused a lot of headache. Brought about a lot of turmoil in my own home, in my own relationship, because of trying to do things So the prematurer. point where we
0: separated a few times. It wasn't a very long time because my husband usually would come and get me very quick if he knew where I was. <laughs> um, but we'll talk about that in another episode. Yeah. Those times that you know I did end up just leaving. The only way I felt I could get your attention was by separating. Um and, and you came home and I was like gone. Yeah. Um so we're gonna talk about Scary that in a We're gonna talk about that in the future.
1: Scary uh, moments.
0: those times that I did that. And the fact that um, you know, my past growing up seeing the solution being when you're not happy, run away. Run away. And so I did that. I had to learn to stay. That wasn't something I naturally was inclined to do so i would often in the beginning i would just dip like i'm out i'm not dealing with this Married and all no. take the kids
1: you did that before we were no even i'm just married. saying but
0: so- you definitely like if we ain't married i kind of do what i want to do but when you <laughs> marry when you decide to leave that decision should really be it shouldn't be um, done just lightly. Right. And by the time we got married, I didn't do it lightly. By the time we got married, when I did separate from you, it was for. Um, it was it years was, later. It was for it some was years serious into stuff. The marriage yeah. Too. But it was for some serious stuff. Mm-hmm. Never cheating, but just the turmoil. But before we got married, yeah, you're right. I would just. He would try to find me and I would be gone. Yeah.
1: And when like, that what's first going happened. On? I'm like, what in the I didn't talk to you for three days, and when I did talk to you, you was like, "I'm in Jersey." I'm like,
0: "What?" And I'm world? like, "Oh, you ain't no, we ain't together no more." You like, we not? No, I left. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I left. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah. um, I think the main point that we're driving home is that when it comes to women working, I think we're talking about women working. I don't, I don't personally think a lot of people can relate to that. Um, so y'all tell us on Instagram At Transparency the podcast You know If you relate to that Where you're like No girl You need to stay home I don't I don't. Especially black people I think a lot of black couples Don't They know Look you gotta go to work Because Our community Our experience Is a lot different Than most other cultures yeah. And we are A lot of times lot We have different. to it, It's just It's just things We got to go through And do More than others do But I think the principle remains, like whether we're talking about work or not, I think this, this this thing with men thinking, if I say I don't want you to do that, you shouldn't do it because I'm the head. At the end of the day, whether it's work, whether it's, you know, whatever it is, it's this arrogance that like, I'm the head, what I say goes. How dare you have a problem with that? And that is not godly.
1: That's not because cause the Mosiah doesn't deal with us like that. When you look at Yahshua, when you look at his life, he wasn't demanding um things from the people that he loved. Like his love put people in, you know, like we said earlier, his love put people in a position where they wanted to yep. do what he required of them. Yep. And that's how he does now. That's how he got you. Yes. That's how he got me. Yes. It was all about presenting his love. That's what happens with when when, when the God ain't never scared me to
0: him. Because I've heard people got scared into their relationship with God. Like they just didn't want to go to hell. Yeah, that's crazy. But that ain't going to keep you with God because you're scared. That's like being in a relationship. You're only with somebody because you're scared. It right. is no love. That, that relationship, relationship is not going to go well for you. It's really not. But God, when he is that love, like it's you love. love me so good. How can I right? want to not be that's, with you?
1: That's why you know when when, when we're talking to people when we're, when we're leading with the gospel, it's good news. It's a it's a um, it's an act of love. Mm-hmm. Like look look what God has done for you. Mm-hmm. Do you know what position you would be in if mm-hmm. He didn't do this? And it's like He's He's leading with love, and and His love for you makes you want to submit to Him and live life according to his his will his word his way so that's how we have to be especially as men mm-hmm. we have to lead with love and not mm-hmm. lead with this barbaric mm-hmm. uh, uh, egotistical, uh egotistical controlling uh, toxic masculine type thing yeah masculinity is not toxic let me say that masculinity it's is not definitely toxic not. But, but masculinity, masculinity is toxic. also
0: is not a dominant it's domineering not. controlling attitude it's that's not. not what masculinity is
1: that's just as far from that. So, yeah. And, 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 and let me say this, too, because there's a lot of men. I don't know if we should deal with this in a separate podcast or whether we should keep it here um, if you want to go on for a little bit longer. But, you know, I think it's, it, it's important to bring up the fact that you got a lot of men who want to chase their dreams and not work a regular job. We're going to
0: stop right there. And deal with that. an episode the episode after this one, we had we just decided just now that's gonna be what it is. I'm with it. Cause I'm that, that it. right that there is crazy. Where dudes want to chase dreams and rap and Christian rap and all and ministry, ministry Yo, as their job and don't right want to work. Stop and right then there, your whole you white it. family suffering. That's don't even crazy. get me started. Don't. That's gonna that's be the. That's we gonna deal with that next time. All right.
1: See we y'all, y'all later.
0: Next episode
1: thanks for listening be sure to follow transparency the podcast on instagram at
0: transparency the podcast we'll talk to y'all next time
1: if there is a next time
0: oh my gosh